Hello and welcome to the Social Disease Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Jasper. And this week for season 12, we are going to be talking about Marisol and Mo and Katie and Jake. Yes, our second to last season 12 episode. It went so fast. <laughs> but also I'm kind of sick of season 12 at this point, so. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I cannot watch another episode, but I will because I have to rewatch all of my NCAM. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just a general trigger warning for the episode. We're, we are going to be discussing about whether Katie raped Drew in the first episode of the season, but we're going to get to that after we talk about Marisol and Mo. So we'll, we'll have another trigger warning before we discuss that, but just as a warning. Okay. So for Marisol and Mo, they really only have two plots in the whole season revolving around them, even though they are kind of around during the whole season as supporting characters. So the first plot that they have is where they're planning for their, wherever they were planning on going before Vegas. Um, I think it was like Mexico or something. And there's like health forms to fill out and Mo wants to fill out his own forms and Marisol is upset that <laughs> he doesn't want her to fill them out. So she gets very suspicious of his medical history and then when he goes to the bathroom at the dot and gets a cookie, <laughs> she believes that he is on drugs. <laughs> so she is convinced that he is on drugs for a hot minute until Jake tells her that no, Mo has diabetes actually. <laughs> so then she's even more upset that Mo lied to her because diabetes is worse than crack. <laughs> True. <laughs> So yeah, they kind of talk it out, say like, you got to trust me and I got to trust you with my medical history because things could happen, even though diabetes is like super manageable, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty cute, but yeah. And then the last plot for them is the season finale where it's right around graduation time and Mo is sad that his best buddy Jake might not be in his life anymore because Jake is not going to college and they have not really locked down a bromance. So Jake also announces that he's not going to be at prom. So Mo gets very sad that he won't even get to spend his last few days of high school with his best bud. So Marisol schemes to get Jake to go to prom by paying him to come. And Mo finds out about this. So he ends up drinking some flask with Dallas and Owen who are the other stags at prom. <laughs> and then Mo throws up on Marisol's shoes after he missed their dance that she was apparently very obsessed with having with him. <laughs> and then he makes it up to her by singing the song at graduation in front of the whole class. And at the same time, he confesses his feelings for Jake that he wants to be best friends forever and Jake reciprocates and along with Katie they end in like this super cute friend squad going off their separate ways but planning to be friends forever. That was so cute at the end. <laughs> it really is. It's adorable. All right let's get the diabetes plot out of the way. <laughs> I um... love it. 
<laughs> you love it? It's so it's funny. Like, it's like a poorly done PSA. What's it a PSA for? I don't know. Diabetes, I guess. Because like at the end, they're like, always wear a medical bracelet. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't think that was the point of the plot. It was just like Marisol is a caring girlfriend who trusts her boyfriend to not do drugs anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was a very interesting way to say that they were trying to build trust in their relationship. <laughs> it was cute though it was cute kind of like I don't know did Mo really have to tell her that he had diabetes I don't think so because as you said it was pretty manageable <laughs> but it was weird does it ever come back no no so also, since it is manageable it shouldn't be a big deal no it shouldn't it was just kind of random yeah it was, it was mostly just like a funny plot to be like, look at Marisol being a ditz and thinking her boyfriend is on drugs. I loved her conversation with Jake about it. Yeah. <laughs> that was like one of the funniest scenes. It was so good. Jake is like, oh my God, Marisol, what are we going to do? Oh no. <laughs> He's like, you dumbass. It's just insulin. <laughs> but yeah, it, it fit with Marisol's character so well. That's why I liked it, just because it... Even though it was kind of silly, it like made sense for her character. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I thought it was, I don't know if cute is the right word to use, but it did help them build as like a little relationship. And, but how realistic is it that they're trying to fill out each other's medical forms to begin with? Why is that happening? That's random. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, how can we bring up diabetes? Oh, let's just do this. Yeah, I don't know. But Mo and Marisol, are they the only couple who was together for the whole season? I think they were. Wow, they made it. Yeah, Mo and Marisol, like they don't have too much for them, but I love them together. I like them. I feel like they feed off each other well. Yes. They have like good, uh, per their personalities mesh. Yes. There was that one episode with Imogen where Marisol is making fun of Imogen's dad and then Imogen hits Marisol with the book. <laughs> and then Mo like, is like, uh, okay, <laughs> you go, whatever. <laughs> it was like, uh, cause like he didn't condone Marisol being an asshole, but also he didn't care that much so he's so he's probably one of my favorite characters just because of the way that he is so nonchalant about everything he does and that just include with the band and with Marisol he just has like great comedic timing I'm a big I'm a big fan of Mo yes me too I just wish we had more of him me too because it's like I feel like they could have made him like a mean guy but they didn't really go with it that much just because some of the things he said to Maya were like questionable but oh yeah <laughs> but he stayed more with like the Jake like them being friends made sense too mm -hmm. like so. even though Mo didn't have plots it was still nice that he was around all the time unlike other characters who they're in the background and they still don't show up that much so it was still nice to have him like be a constant character even though he didn't really have much for himself.
Same with Marisol, actually. Yeah, they kept them around, but I think having them be friends with like Katie made them stay pretty relevant and also like with Maya. So they picked like good relevant characters to, <laughs> to latch on to. Yes. Let's talk about the bromance. Really yes. quickly. Oh, so fun. That is like such a cute plot. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like it would make sense that guys don't want to talk about graduation with each other. Yeah. Like literally men don't talk about their feelings ever. <laughs> what? <laughs> ever? I mean, in my experience. Oh no. And now they're just graduating. And then how do they stay friends? They'd never leave. Well, luckily, Mo and Jake talked it out so that they could buy houses next to each other and have their kids play together. Yes. Oh, my God. When Jake said that, I was like, please give me that. <laughs> give me that spinoff. Oh, my. Could you imagine that spinoff? That would be amazing. It would be so cute. <laughs> like, especially the the whole, like, straight guys not expressing their feelings thing. Like, I thought that really came through when Mo was expressing his feelings and he was like, Jake, I want you in my life for the long run. Ugh, I probably sound like such a nerd. It was like he was he's kind of like pushing down his feelings to make him seem like more manly than having feelings is. Oh, Mo, he's so cute. I like died when he drank to hide his feelings and then threw up all over Marisol. Oh my God, with fucking Gangnam Style, like the timing of that scene. <laughs> Oh, it was art. It just was hilarious because could you imagine like this is your last prom and then all of a sudden your boyfriend misses your song and then throws up on you? Wow, what a hot mess. Would you dump him? Well, see, I probably would think about it, but then later on Mo goes and puts on this huge performance at graduation. So what can you do? You can't just... But you gotta didn't, didn't you say last time that you would hate a public singing thing? Oh, I would have 100% hate it. I was talking about a Marisol's case. If this happened to me, I would never, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I would cry, I think, which is even worse. <laughs> oh my God. Marisol, <laughs> when Marisol was like so surprised and it was so cute. Cause I feel like we don't see Marisol be like, I wouldn't say vulnerable, but like kind of that kind of sweeter side of her we don't see very often. Oh yeah, they make her say the worst things all the time. <laughs> we definitely don't see that. I really feel like that kind of just solidified their relationship forever. I feel like they probably got married in the Degrassi universe. I really hope so. That would be so cute. Because Mo does come back for the reunion episode in Degrassi Next Class. And he doesn't say anything about Marisol, but <gasps> my my hope is alive. Yeah, I'm still gonna I'm gonna keep some hope. Jake and Katie, mm, I don't really know. Ooh, we're gonna have to talk about them. <laughs> I have different opinions. <laughs> All right, we'll get there. I did want to talk a bit more about Marisol specifically, about how she really is a great friend to Katie throughout this whole season, which it should make people change their minds about her and the one bad thing she did in season 11 to Katie with all the great things that she did to Katie in this season. But no, people still hate, hate Marisol for the one thing she did. Okay, wait, let me ask you your opinion on this then. 
Do you think it was okay for Marisol not to hide Katie's secret uh, in Vegas? Or should she have just been a good friend and just sucked it up and lied to Jake and Mo? I mean, she tried to lie, but she's a bad liar. I feel like that's not an excuse because she had no problem like outing Katie's bulimia to the entire school. But then when she needs to just be like, hey, I don't know where Katie is, she can't do it. Did she have that much character development? Am I like, maybe not? She She didn't purposefully like tell the truth I guess <laughs> it kind of cornered her I guess I'm just like should she have tried harder to lie but maybe it's better that she didn't but like Marisol is so good to Katie with the whole Drew breakup and then also with the Jake breakup from Vegas like she's yeah, just she, a good friend she did step up her friend game after last season for sure and I don't know if it's also like maybe with the help of some love from Mo, it's turned her heart into not something that was scary from season 11. <laughs> and just the power of friendship. That too. Katie really needed her and she stepped it up. Yes. I do kind of wish though that Marisol like kicked Drew's ass. It should have happened. I, I would have she- loved to see that. She did. What did she say? Like, I'm going to introduce my boot to his balls <laughs> <laughs> something like that so she was being a good friend yeah Marisol definitely had some development before she left I'm I'm glad that they kind of turned her around yes I agree the last thing with them that I wanted to kind of bring up was whisper hug because I don't think there's really another place to talk about them how do you feel about whisper hug so I actually liked some of the music that they played I did like I feel like it was it had potential to be really good it was just too weird what do you mean I feel like the people just like didn't work well together because usually in the other bands they the bands like would hang out and like we're friends I feel like and in this one Maya and Zig were friends Imogen wasn't really friends with any of them and Mo wasn't really friends with any of them kind of so like I feel like it just didn't match yeah, I agree. Like the the songs were good, but the chemistry of the band wasn't developed well enough. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was a real band in the school. Cause like, I feel like with the other ones, they play at multiple events and like, you know who they are because it's their personality also like outside of the band, if that makes sense. I just don't feel like they did, like if you watched Imogen without Whisperhug, like you wouldn't even know she was in it kind of thing right because even with with that Marisol Mo scene with Imogen like Mo is friends with Imogen through the band but he doesn't really defend her yeah so they didn't really build any friendships between again besides Maya and Zig they kind of used the band to do that but it just didn't make sense with Imogen and Mo also being in it I guess or I don't know is Imogen maybe the odd one out for me because if Mo had somebody else oh and Adam was in it too yeah sorry I totally forgot see like I watched the season like 10 minutes ago and I totally forgot yeah there's really just that one battle the bands episode where like they are kind of a group but even then it's like not really there Yeah, they weren't super iconic for me. Like, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm thinking about like Peter and Danny and Sav and Spinner and Jane. Like, 
I remember them as a band, but like they weren't memorable for me. What is your favorite song by them though? Um, oh, okay. It's like the corny one that Zig sings. I don't remember what it's called. I totally, it's like one of their first songs. Oh, like, please be my someone. I think it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. It's cute. I don't know. What about you? I like the up, up in a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Look, maybe we're secret whisper hug fans. I hate the name too. What is going on with that? Oh my God. Um, The, the Degrassi Riders Twitter account said that the name Whisper Hug comes from Adam in that Audra would like hug Drew and Adam and then whisper like a threat in their ear, like you better shut your mouth, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> and they Wait, that Adam. makes it so, so much better. That's unreal. Yeah, so that's a whisper hug when Audra low-key threatens her children. <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. I had no idea. The more you know. <laughs> okay. Oh. Any anything else with Marisol and Mo? No, I kind of, I guess to wrap them up, I'm glad that they had this little group with Katie and Jake. I feel like it kind of made a difference. They brought different characters together that you might not have seen otherwise. So I feel like they helped out and they were always entertaining to watch because they had kind of weird things going on. <laughs> Yeah, they're a really great squad. Yeah, they're really, they work well together. I was a fan of them. Hopefully they're now taking care of their children together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, let's talk about Katie and Jake, be well, eventually, because I want to get to what you think about them. Okay, so you want to just switch over? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So before we get to the summary, again, just a general trigger warning that we're going to be discussing sexual assault in the case of Katie and Drew and their whole stuff that happened at the beginning of the season. So to start off for the summary for Katie and Jake, it starts off with Katie just got back from rehab and she's still dating Drew and Drew was planning on breaking up with her because he wants to be with Bianca. And then he lies to her and says that he cheated on her with not Bianca, even though he cheated on her with Bianca. And then they break up for a second, but then Katie realizes that she wasn't being a very good girlfriend when she was on drugs. So she, she tries to take him back at Drew's party. So they have a chat in Drew's room where Drew has had some alcohol and they have like a deep conversation about their relationship and such. And then they end up having sex. So then Drew ends up blacking out from this night and Katie leaves and thinks nothing is wrong and thinks that they're back together. But since Drew doesn't remember, he doesn't remember having sex with her. So he breaks up with her again, which makes Katie very upset since she just lost her virginity to him and it's just a whole mess. So Marisol tries to cheer her up by getting her to make out with Jake which doesn't work very well. And then since Katie is the president, she's making like this pep rally video for the Ice Hounds, but Dallas accidentally gives her a tape of Drew bragging about having sex with her at 
his party after the fact. So she shows the whole school this clip and she loses her presidency. And she has this kind of very creepy line at the end of that episode where she's like, the way has become clear, I am finally free. It was super cryptic. So then Katie's gone for a couple episodes and then she comes back with a new look. She has gone full goth and she has black hair. She's wearing edgy clothes and all that stuff. And at the same time, Jake is trying to figure out what to do after high school since he doesn't want to go to college and he essentially just wants to work with his dad at like their construction company or whatever they do. So Jake tries to prove himself to his dad by building a garden on the roof and Katie helps him out with that. But then that goes terribly wrong because Jake doesn't really know what he's doing. So he does get his dad's help and his dad agrees to let him work in the construction company, given that he also applies to college just to have it be an option, which isn't really a thing that we hear about with Jake applying to college for the rest of the season, but whatever. But yeah, that episode essentially just connects Katie and Jake together as friends. They also have a couple flirting moments in that episode too. So then that builds up into the next episode where Katie has a big crush on Jake, but he has decided not to make any moves he kind of just is talking to her about greenhouse things um, since they are still working on the new greenhouse, not on the roof, but like somewhere right outside the school. So she ends up hanging out with Dallas over a school project and they kind of hit it off a little bit, at least as friends and Dallas develops a crush on her, but then Jake gets jealous that they are hanging out. So he realizes that he wants to confess his feelings to Katie so then Katie and Jake get together, which pisses Dallas off since he had a crush on her. And Dallas trashes the garden and Jake and Katie get together. So this kind of builds into the whole evil ice hounds thing that we talked about in our Dallas segment a couple episodes ago. But yeah, so Jake and Katie are together. They're pretty cute. There is the episode with the double standard in the Claire Jake household with having the significant other over. It's, we talked about it in our Claire episode, but it's kind of just cute with like Claire and Jake are real step siblings now and not creepily used to date. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to actually ignore this plot. Yeah. And also, like in this kind of stretch where they're just kind of together and not doing much, we also find out that Jake is a huge pothead. He helps Eli get high for his like school project. He gets high with Eli during this whole double standard plot. So it's kind of established that Jake does lots of weed, <laughs> which then we get to spring break where their trip gets canceled and they decide to go to Vegas and they meet up with Drew and Bianca on the plane to Vegas since they are off to go get married. <laughs> and at the same time, Katie got into Stanford but she is unable to afford it because those private colleges are expensive. So the whole reason she kind of decides to go to Vegas is so that she could gamble and win her tuition money. So she tries and does that, but she loses all her money. But she then meets knockoff Mark Zuckerberg, the inventor of face range. I can't believe this. <laughs> 
who thinks Katie is very attractive and essentially says, I'll pay you to hang out with me for a day. So Katie does this and doesn't tell Jake and has Marisol lie to Jake about it. So Katie hangs out with knockoff Mark Zuckerberg for a day. She gets, I forget how much money it was, but she gets the money that she lost back. And then Mark Zuckerberg says that he will pay her full tuition for a year if she sleeps with him. Only a year? I think it was only a year. All right. I want to talk about whether or not you do it. So <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure it was only a year. But yeah, so at first she says no. But then when Jake finds out that she lied to him, he breaks up with her because Katie also shames him for being a pothead. So then at that point, she has a kind of heart to heart with Bianca since she just got left at the altar. And Katie says the iconic whatever it takes and then decides I'm going to go prostitute myself for some money. But then she cannot go through with it because she does not think that she is that kind of person who is able to do that. Not shaming people who are sex workers, of course. It's just not for Katie. So yeah, she does not prostitute herself and her and Jake are broken up. So then the last plot for Katie is post Vegas and she has kind of lost this kind of cute foursome that we were just talking about with her, Jake and Mo and Marisol. Since Mo is good friends with Jake, so Mo calls her a hoe and Jake is icing her out. So Katie decides to hang out with Maya for a little bit, which kind of doesn't work out too well since Katie is very overprotective over any man talking to Maya, which honestly I would be too, but Katie goes a bit over the top by flipping the dude. <laughs> and then with the whole Cam committed suicide in the greenhouse, the greenhouse has been shut down. So Katie tries to put all of her negative energy into opening the greenhouse again. And that's how she reconnects with Jake in that they both want to get the greenhouse open again. So just before the greenhouse officially opens, they break into the, the boarded up greenhouse and open it themselves and they get detention. And then in detention, Jake and Katie kind of have a heart to heart and Katie apologizes for everything that happened and Jake accepts her apology. They don't get back together, but Jake gives her this cute little soccer camp pamphlet thing for her to apply to for the summer. And Katie takes that and I believe she gets in. But yeah, Katie just kind of reflects on the past year and how soccer was the first thing that she lost. Now she's gotten it back again. So all is well. And then at prom, her and Jake make out for like five seconds after talking about where they're going. They don't officially get back together, but it's kind of implied that they will in the future. And that's kind of it. Okay. Oh my gosh. That was, that was long. We did every detail. <laughs> you really did. It was beautiful. So I guess let's start with um, Katie and Drew. Okay. So you were the one who told me that this is like a pretty big controversy out there in the Degrassi community. Yes. It's probably one of the most controversial things along with the Declan and Holly J situation back in season 10. Okay. So I, I've been thinking back and forth about this because at first 
I was like, it wasn't rape. And then I was like, it was. It's very difficult, but I think I've come to the conclusion that if the only reason he doesn't remember is because he hit his head, then I don't think it was. Only because he was like consenting and he did consent. And then he just doesn't remember consenting, even though it was like afterwards he hit his head. Yeah, so they basically did everything wrong in order to make it as ambiguous as possible, which is an awful planning on the writer's part that they didn't even think this through. Because what I think what they wanted was that they wanted Drew and Bianca to get back together, but they also wanted the drama of Katie and Drew lost their virginities to each other. So they had to kind of contrive this kind of very weird situation where Katie wants to have sex with Drew and then they have to make Drew have sex with Katie somehow. But they also wanted Drew to not be at fault for having sex with Katie because they wanted Drew and Bianca to be together. So there was like no good way for them to put all these ideas together and have it work out in a way that was not sketchy just because they're kind of flip-flopping on how Drew is feeling. Yeah, so that actually kind of gave me a solution. They should have just had them sleep together at the end of last season or like over the break, just so that if they had hooked up a second time, it wouldn't have been as weird, I guess. And like, it would make sense why it happened, but there really is no way to go about it that it's not Drew's fault. So it's like, I don't know why they went with that path because it's like then now we're sitting here questioning did katie take advantage of him right because i am also of the opinion that it wasn't rape but there are several details that are super sketchy like the the main one being that drew specifically said right before that he wanted his first time to be completely sober yes and also I think they tried to make it seem like it wasn't by having him be the one that initiated the kiss. So it's like they're going back and forth about it. It just, it's not fair that we're confused or like even doubting it. Well, it's, it's not even, the writers didn't even realize that it was a sketchy consent. The writers didn't? didn't even, they didn't because they don't address it, right? They don't address the fact that Drew doesn't know whether he consented or not the same way that they did with Holly J and Declan that is true because all Adam says is like be a man about it right and that that was like it so it's definitely regardless of like whether you believe that it is or isn't rape it's definitely awful on the Degrassi writers part that they didn't recognize that a boy being in the situation versus a girl like with Holly J was a very sketchy situation for him to be in yes 100% I 100% agree with it so so that really goes along with the culture that like men can't be raped that whole stupid belief or like men always want to have sex and all that toxic masculine bullshit so yeah the Degrassi writers really just fucked up with this whole thing regardless of whether you believe that it's rape or not just because they didn't even recognize that it was sketchy. All right, that's very true. That is a good point. I'm not a fan of that. And I feel like 
Yeah, especially with the Declan and Holly J thing. It's like, we shouldn't be left hanging on whether or not it was. We shouldn't be left sitting here thinking, oh, wait, he was like really drunk. That wasn't okay. Because then it's also puts like you in the position where it's like, oh, well, Katie didn't know. So maybe it wasn't. It's just like, isn't it isn't fair to the characters to like question it and ignore it as well. Right. I don't think it's really appropriate for us to kind of discuss the specific details of like was Drew yeah really that drunk because like he was he was kind of coherent in their conversation right before they started making out so like I don't think it's worth discussing those details just because the writers didn't even think that far through I agree that's why I, that's why I was like hesitant about even talking about it because I'm like I don't want to make the judgment you yeah. know because it's not my judgment to make yeah there, there's no right answer because the writers didn't even know that they had made the situation in the first place that's so crazy isn't it crazy how much time changes because i feel like you could not get away with doing that today i don't know if it would like make make like the news or like news in the degrassi community <laughs> um but it was definitely like controversial from day one when it aired, from what I remember. Okay, that's good. At least people have been bringing it up and like it didn't take a while to set in kind of thing. Yeah. So like it was kind of a disservice to both Katie and Drew with this whole situation because there are people who hate Katie because they, they are of the opinion that she raped Drew which kind of ruins her whole character because Katie does have a good character arc, but if you take into account that she raped him, then you can't really like her in good faith. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. You can't take a, you can't take a whole character's like arc over that. <laughs> yeah. That would be insane. And then with Drew, there's this, like, he, he's just a dick in this whole situation that he's flip-flopping between both Katie and Bianca, regardless of whether he was raped or not he is being an asshole especially when he tells katie to not tell anybody about what happened oh that was insane sorry i was not a fan of that that was that was bad yeah so pretty much nobody comes out of this situation looking good and it really was not worth the drama because pretty much the next episode drew and bianca are happy together so it didn't even really affect too much no, they didn't even need to have, like, the secret at all. Like, they could have just had them... There's no need for the loss of virginity. They could have just had the make out, you know? Like, it didn't need to go that far. Yeah, they, they just wanted the, the drama that Drew slept with Katie and not Bianca, which is so stupid. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. I'm not a fan of that. Because then it just, like, like you said, it's not even brought up again. It's kind of just ignore it. Well, after... Bianca and Katie have their like interaction I feel like that's just it mm -hmm. and then it's moved on whatever I don't know I'm not I'm not happy with how they wrote this yeah it's just so messy they did not think it through at all it's just awful regardless of your opinion yep definitely all right do you want to get into their breakup sure yeah just I guess just the general idea of it We've talked about this a couple times now, but just Drew flipping a switch on liking Katie is just pretty much the impetus of this awful plot line. 
because it doesn't make sense that Drew no longer likes Katie in the first place. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I feel like going into the season and watching the first scene where they're like casually catching up as they're walking in and, you, and they're like, did you dump Katie yet? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what did I miss? But I didn't really see it coming. I thought, I don't know, that they would date a little bit into the season, I guess. Yeah, because season 11 ended with like, okay, we're going to wait for Katie to get better. And then they're just like, Katie's better now. All her drug problems are gone. Break up with her. (laughs) Yeah, that was super confusing for me. But I did appreciate how Bianca really, really was trying to wait. Yeah. And Drew was just being Drew. As usual. He didn't even even need to lie to her about this fake ski lodge girl. He could have just said it was Bianca. Like... Katie was gonna put two and two together when she sees Drew and Bianca together the next day anyway so yeah he was going to date her regardless lying about some weird Courtney girl wasn't going to do it I'm wondering if his thinking was like I hooked up with this girl Courtney and now you break up with me and then I just happen to get back together with Bianca and like you won't make the connection but Katie's not dumb (laughs) it was such a waste it was a waste of time uh, but we did get that fun Katie throwing eggs at Bianca's car scene. Oh, uh, they're starving children in Africa, you dumb bitch. <laughs> That's so good. I did like, I feel like that was a great way to introduce Jake. Introduce uh, him to what? Like in to like him, because he's the, he like took Katie to do it. Yes. Yeah, so, so the egg thing was pretty iconic. But then Katie should not have shamed Drew. Like Drew was completely manipulating her with the whole don't tell anybody that we had sex. That was awful of him. So he definitely deserved something for being that that terrible. But I don't know if he deserved to be publicly shamed in front of the whole school when he was blackout for like hitting his head and being drunk too. Oh, I think she went way too far. I think it was like absolutely ridiculous. I think that she should have been like expelled from school for that one. That was insane. Yeah. You can't just you can't just do that. That's too far. Yeah, it was just bad. Like nobody nobody comes out of the situation looking good, which is why it's just so awful. I felt like it took me a bit to respect Katie again after that, honestly. Mhm. I didn't really like her character for a bit because I feel like she just went way too far. Yeah, because she just kind of disappears for a little bit after this and then she's back and she has her new look and that's kind of it. Like her only consequence was that she was gone for a few episodes. Yeah, she was just suspended, I guess, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, there definitely should have been a bigger consequence. Like, could you imagine if they did that in, in our high school? No. You couldn't go back after? <laughs> There's no way. Well, I mean, Drew did drop out, but not because he was embarrassed. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's that's very true. I'm just surprised that Katie was allowed to, like, come back. Like, she took full, like, advantage of her position as student body president. Mm-hmm. Awful, awful. Little, little funny. Awful, though. <laughs> no not funny okay not funny not funny. maybe okay drew like 
the whole Drew being an idiot while he's blackout drunk was funny, but like the whole shaming him is not funny at all. <laughs> yeah, no. If he like didn't, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'll take it back. It wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> and and then what about like were you also creeped out by Katie's last line in that episode? Where she's like, I'm finally free. The way is clear. Yeah, it seemed like it was some weird shit she learned at rehab, I guess, right? <laughs> like, it was really random. Yeah, it felt like, not that she was gonna, like, join a cult, but, like, it felt like something was wrong with her, you know? That she, like, had kind of, she snapped or something like that. Then she, then she comes back and she's basically the same, just kind of a bit more edgy. I wonder if they had intentions of doing something else with her character. Yeah. Because when I first watched that episode, I was like, oh my God, what's Katie going to do? And then, She's like uh, some Esme stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> but then nothing really came of it. So it was just, it was just a little weird. I don't know why it had to be so creepy. I don't know. So... I feel like I, I do like Katie's character, but I do have to kind of ignore this whole situation for both Drew and Katie, honestly, to kind of like either of them. Yes. If you started watching Katie's character from when she is already has black hair, and if you just started watching Drew from when him and Bianca were together, that's all you need. You don't need any of this. You don't you don't need to talk about them breaking up or her doing this ridiculous thing or him asking her to be quiet about sex. Like we don't need this. Yeah. It's just not good on anybody. It did not do anything good for anyone. No. It just gave Katie some weird final character change, I feel like, which was like unnecessary. They could have just had her do it anyway. People change hairstyles all the time. It is kind of building off of Katie's downfall. So I think we talked about in season 11 how Katie was like super perfect and had her shit together. But then then she lost soccer with her knee stuff and then she started doing drugs. So she had to go to rehab. So then the, the breaking point for her is Drew breaks up with her, which I think is, I think that's a fine decision that she kind of, changes because her life has completely turned upside down but the whole drew breakup again is not a a good thing that happened so even though i i appreciate this kind of downfall of her to only build herself back up they didn't need to do it in this specific way they could have just had drew break up with her and then she uh flips i agree i was my last like question about this and then we'll move on do you think that they should have just contained the end of their relationship to the end of season 11 and started off season 12 kind of new or do you like that they still addressed it in the beginning of season 12 and then kind of made their character switches a few episodes in so i did like the whole we have to wait for katie to be better because i thought that was a great moment for bianca and her development So I didn't mind how it started off that they had to close it at the beginning of the season. It was just how they closed it off is the problem. Yeah, okay. I was just curious your thoughts about it. 
yeah, because I just like the the concept that we need to wait until she is in a better place because that's not fair to her to kind of purposefully tear her life apart while she's already down. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that was a huge development for Bianca because before that, Bianca didn't even care that Drew was dating Allie. So definitely some growth. Mm-hmm. But so let's, let's just move away from all this breakup nonsense because it's just not great for anyone. So let's just kind of tuck it in a corner and not worry about it. So how do, you, how do you feel about Katie's transformation? I, okay, I think she pulled it off, first of all. I, I really liked the hair. It kind of did make sense because she did go away to rehab and that is a huge thing that happens to you. And I think it was important that they showed that it, even though Drew was kind of the breaking point, like going to rehab is a difficult thing. And she came out and she's a changed person and that's who she is. Like she wasn't the same person she was before she went to rehab and they needed to show it. Right. So she was kind of able to handle rehab because she had Drew, but once she didn't have him, then rehab and, and losing Drew kind of tore her apart. <laughs> but as you said, she didn't really have much of a personality change. Yeah, she, she is a bit more edgy for sure. Like, I don't think season 11 Katie would throw men over her shoulder. But she isn't really that different, I'd say. Yeah, and I didn't mind that she wasn't that different. I liked liked her personality. Like I told you, she was one of my favorite characters from season 11. So seeing her just kind of get more like not taking people's shit, I was like, all right, I'm about that. That's good. Plus, I liked... Jake too so putting them together was I was happy about that yes Katie and Jake mesh so well together it's it's one of the best matchings I think in Degrassi like they came out of nowhere and it just it worked so well Mm -hmm. like Degrassi does this cheesy shit all the time with like the characters flirting and most of the time I gag at how gross it is but with Katie and Jake when they're like flirting on the roof I'm like oh my god I need more (laughs) It's so natural with them. And that's why I think I like it. It's good. It makes me happy. I did not love the Dallas stuff that kind of brought them together. I kind of wish both of them figured out on their own that they liked each other without having to include Dallas like in it. Because I feel like Dallas was kind of the turning point when they both decided that they liked each other, right? Yeah. Like it was Dallas liking Katie that made Jake make the move I mean I didn't love Dallas at the time so like kind of was annoyed that he was involved more um with Katie he was like hopping around friend groups (laughs) but I liked Jake and Katie's build up from like her crying while they kissed in her kitchen to them actually liking each other and doing the garden stuff together Yeah, like Katie, after everything that happened to her, she really needed a low drama guy who just goes with the flow and Jake is perfect for that. So it just works so well. That's so, it's so funny you say that because then his stepsister is the biggest drama queen in all of Degrassi. (laughs) 
Oh my god, when when Claire's drunk and not wearing shoes and she like runs into Katie and Jake, <laughs> she's like, you guys are cute. <laughs> it's like, oh no, this is messy. Oh my god, so ridiculous. I loved it. But yeah, Jake and Katie, top tier. But I, I, I do feel bad for Dallas though, a little bit. Do you? Well, I felt bad when he got rejected. I did not feel bad when he took it out on the garden. He was, yeah, the fact that he even did that to the garden must have made Katie realize she made the right choice. Well, yeah, for sure. But like when he like, when Dallas saw Jake and Katie kissing on like the kiss cam, I did feel bad for him. I guess so if he was if he had a crush but it doesn't you know what he ended up with Allie and it worked out like way better so yeah yeah Katie and Dallas would not have worked ever <laughs> oh my god it would have been awful awful no but yeah Jake and Katie so good how do you feel about all the Vegas stuff with them um <laughs> it was a a stretch it was one of those plots where it wasn't going to be relatable mm-hmm. this isn't a relatable thing people don't just decide to go to vegas when they're 17 you don't get to do anything in the united states when you're 17 so i don't really know why they went to vegas you can't gamble unless you have fake ids or whatever and the fact that this random super rich man like, did they even use a celebrity? Who was he? Nobody, right? It was just some weird Mark Zuckerberg thing. Yeah, it, they were like, Mark Zuckerberg look like as close as we could get. <laughs> like, if you're going to do something like this, pull Kiki Palmer again. <laughs> Actually get Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> get someone that, like, it would make sense or, like, some sort of celebrity appearance that would be more entertaining. Well, they didn't make him a villain, so I don't know if you would want to make an actual person, like, a villain you know I guess it was weird because the whole thing just was not something that happens nobody meets somebody super rich at in when you're in high school and they offer to pay for a year of your college if you hook up with them yeah I agree that it was over the top but I didn't mind it too much like I know a lot of people do care when Degrassi kind of gets unrealistic with like the Kiki Palmer things or like the Kevin Smith things but I don't mind it too much just because it's still entertaining to watch at least for me so seeing Katie struggle with like should I sleep with him or should I not for the money you know like that's a decent moral dilemma to have I feel and especially college tuition is such a big thing still even today so Do you think that you would do it? Not for one year of college. (laughs) I was going to say, thinking back to like age 17, 18, no, I would not have done that. So like Katie made the right choice by not doing it. But I mean, I guess it's kind of fun to have somebody that wealthy like into you. (laughs) So I don't know if I could blame her. I mean, if I would do it, you better be saying you're going to pay for all my college. (laughs) Like, only one year? Are you kidding? I feel like I'm worth way more than that. Exactly. Because especially, he's apparently a billionaire. Like, you could, like, that's not even a cent in your pocket for you to pay for, like, 
my two hundred thousand dollars of school. Like, just... wait, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, come on, Katie, you should ask for more. <laughs> but could you imagine being Jake in this scenario? This is unreal. This poor kid. Okay, so. I honestly think that if Katie told the truth, at least about the the hangout, like if Katie was like, hey, this rich guy wants to hang out with me for a day to pay me back for all this money I lost, I feel like Jake would have been understanding. Oh yeah, Jake's cool. Yeah, Jake Jake is cool enough that he would be like, yeah, get money from that rich man, who cares? But like, I don't know why she had to lie to him just to hang out with this rich guy. I mean, she wasn't even planning on sleeping with the guy until she and Jake broke up. But even then, like, if Jake had known about this in advance, I don't think she would have been in the situation at all. Yeah, communication would have been good in this. Because if you feel like you have to hide something or if you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, then just tell them then if it's not that big of a deal. And if you still can't tell them, then obviously it's not right. So... She did the not right route. But yeah, Jake's cool. He easily would have been like, go for it. Yeah, he's like, not, he's like a super confident guy. He's laid back. Yeah, like get, get your money back, sis. Like, let's get some dinner afterwards. <laughs> Use that rich guy's money. Would have been like, give me some too, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is good that Katie did not sleep with him. I don't know if she was 18 at this point where it probably would have been somewhat illegal if she had slept with him. But e- even regardless of that aspect, he was still a creep and a predator. Yeah. So he was just trying to get with her. He just thought she was hot and was like, I'm going to pay for you to have sex with me. So I'm glad that she did not go through with it. Do you remember if she ever told him how old she was? I want to say mid-20s. No, not how old he is. Like, did she ever say, I'm 18? He knew that she had a fake ID. But I don't know if he knew how old she really was. It doesn't really matter. I was just curious. I feel like it would have been creepier if she was like, I'm in high school. And he was like, cool, let's still do it. Like, that would have been way too much for me. I feel like I would have remembered it if that did happen. Yeah. But either way, he was a creep, and I'm glad that he did not sleep with her. (laughs) Yeah, go to Grassy for not having Katie sleep with a random man that has millions of dollars. Billions, apparently. Oh, so ridiculous. Such a weird fight to have when you're in high school. (laughs) But yeah, again, I didn't mind it too much. I Again, I do think it was kind of contrived that it led to Jake and Katie's breakup just because it didn't really need to be that big of an issue. But I did like Katie's last plot a lot where she has kind of lost Jake and she doesn't really know what to do. I didn't really like that plot. Katie had a tough time in her few years that she was on Degrassi. I feel like she did not catch a lot of breaks she got screwed over by drew and then poor like jake is like her rebound kind of like this could be promising crush and then she screws it up like there's just no no winning for her which is why i love her last plot so much because 
she loses everything soccer rehab drew and then she gets something good and then she loses that too and then she kind of has to figure out a way to be okay with how she lost pretty much everything that she ever had or that she ever wanted I think that's a really good arc to have like just learn to be okay with your plans not working out and also just like finding or just reconnecting with the things that you used to love like with soccer you know yeah that that's so true because her whole thing started she loved soccer so I, I just love to see like again learning to be okay with how things are even if things didn't work out in any way how you planned and then just kind of reconnecting with the things that you love reconnecting with Jake especially how how he accepted her apology I loved that I like I was very happy because Jake is not a super unreasonable guy like he really didn't hold any grudge well okay maybe he had that little conversation with Mo at the table but fair um I did I loved how they hooked back up at prom (laughs) I loved it I was so pumped but then Mo messed it up well Mo (laughs) he he was going through stuff at prom (laughs) what did you think did you think it was gonna happen that they were gonna kiss at prom yeah they had to address them still having feelings for each other at some point Yeah, because there was never any closure. It wasn't like they didn't like each other. Katie just had a slip up with, like, money. Like, she still liked Jake. Yeah, and Jake still liked her. Like, Jake is the one who got her back into soccer. So. They're so cute. So supportive. Yeah, so I, I just love Katie's arc. Like, she was only on for two seasons, right? Only seasons 11 and 12. But she had such a great arc from start to finish, which is very impressive for only two seasons. It's crazy to me that she only did two seasons because she was one of the characters that I walked away remembering forever. She just did an amazing job. Her plots were so intense, but like they weren't over the top. It was perfect. She did a great job. Yes. And then Katie is also, I believe she's the only sibling who ever actually comes back. Wow. I'm that actually makes sense. I feel like the only character that like comes back is like Holly J for Fiona, but they're not siblings. Mm-hmm. And then Spinner a million trillion times. Well, Spinner Spinner came back for the dot in season 14. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He comes back. Well, like he just never left. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, Katie <laughs> Katie comes back twice for Maya. I think which is like, I love that for her. Cause Maya and Katie, I love their sibling dynamic. It's so cute. Yes, I absolutely love it. I don't know if we're gonna talk a little bit about it more with Maya, but Katie is like the supportive sister. It's, she's perfect. She's like, I love a good competition when she was doing the beauty pageant. Like she had her back with Cam. It just was, she was so good. And then she even comes back when Maya's still struggling, like, Katie's so good. I know. I love Katie so much. Mm. Let, let's go to Jake, just to talk, just, like, 
the few things that he did just for himself. Okay. So he really only had the one plot with the like greenhouse and wanting to work with his dad. And I really liked that plot just because I feel like high school shows a lot of the time pretty much have college as the only option most of the time. So it's really good to see just someone not even consider that as an option because they just know it's not for them. See, I liked it, but I was a little disappointed that they tied it with a character who smokes weed. I don't know if there was a correlation, but I feel like it was a little disappointing that they're like the guy who wants to stay and like not go to college also smokes a lot of weed. They didn't really make that connection though. I'm glad that they didn't, but they also haven't always been positive towards marijuana as we saw with Claire being like kidnapped by the marijuana people. (laughs) Well, but this is really the first season where they do show weed in a, if not a positive light, a neutral light. You know? I guess that it is. That is true, because Jake did save Claire from that drug bust thing. Yes. Foreshadowing. So, like, with the whole college thing, we don't even know that Jake is a pothead at that point. So there's that. And also, like, Jake and Eli getting high together is mostly just played for laughs. It's not really, like, ooh, they did a drug. Bad things are going to happen to them, you know? It's just kind of funny. Yeah, they do make it comical, except for when Katie, like, burns Jake. They made Katie seem to be the bad guy for saying that. So That's true. So it's not even they're saying, oh, Katie is justified in saying this. They're saying Katie is not in the right for shaming him. Wow, go to Grassy, stepping up. Okay, I'm glad then that. I don't know why I made that connection then. Maybe it was like a bit of a stretch. Have you internalized marijuana, Bridget? <laughs> you know, I can't say I have. <laughs> but yeah, um, similar to Marisol and Mo, even though Jake doesn't have too much, I love how he's always around and he's always there to, to be supportive. He's he's hysterical too. That's what uh him and Mo, best of friends, makes me die every time. I love it. I also love that they kind of take Eli into their like their weird friend group too. Mm-hmm. It was kind of random, but I really liked it. Me too. Oh, and Jake's rollerblades. How could we forget? Oh, I love the rollerblades. I think that was so cute. I feel like Jake is just a fun character. I'm glad that they kept him fun. Yes. Because the thing about Jake is that it's kind of obvious that they only made his character to be there for Claire in season 11. So they didn't really know what to do with him after they broke up. And you could kind of see that a little bit, but I still think they made his character work. I think putting him with Katie was the best idea that they had for him. I can't imagine him have done doing anything else after this. Yeah. And then it's just having him make that connection with Eli because like he like is always at his house because like Claire lives there. Like it really kept him connected to Claire and also him relevant by connecting him to Katie and Mo. Yes. Love Jake so good I do still think he looks just like Miles and I did not know they were two different people for a long time I do not see it (laughs) 
I just, I don't know. I really think they look similar. They're both tall, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, geez. I don't know. I've just been watching a lot of Degrassi. It's all blending together. <laughs> okay, I think the last thing I wanted to talk about was just the class of season 12, like the graduating class, just because okay. they're not really relevant in our last episode. So this is the best place to talk about them. So this class is pretty unique in that they were only introduced in season 10 with Eli and Bianca. And I guess you could you could technically say Fiona was in the class from season nine, but Fiona didn't join the class until she was held back. So she only kind of counts. So what, what makes it unique is that they all started not as freshmen? Yeah, so they pretty much all started as juniors or even in the middle of their junior year because Katie, Marisol, and Jake all started in season 11, which was in the middle of their junior year. For some reason, I think it works better that way because you can give them more serious plots without having to give them freshman plots. Yeah. And like, it's acceptable. Yeah, I agree. And also just the fact that they weren't on for too long kept them from being overexposed, except for Eli. Yeah, Eli was for sure. Well, and then they also held Drew back. So like, even though Drew was supposed to be part of it, right? Yeah, that's true. And Imogen. Well, I guess you can see how that could also be a problem is like introducing these characters so late. If you want to keep them around, you have to hold them back. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Dallas was technically a senior too. And he is like doing a victory lap for some reason. Well, I think it might've been a hockey related reason. Yeah, but but still. Like, they did leave three characters back from this class, too, which is interesting. Yeah, it's definitely because they introduced them too late. Yeah. But even so, they they left a big impact, like you said. Like, Katie is a standout character. So is Bianca. So is Eli, even though Eli stayed on the show. Oh, and I also wanted to bring up, I forgot to mention this in our Fiona-Eli episode, but your high school graduation, Bridget, was the same day that this episode aired. You're kidding me. The the graduation episode aired the same day that of your high school graduation. Stop it. I feel like I want to cry. That's some weird connection. And I I remember this because I was at your high school graduation and then I was like, okay, got to go home to watch Degrassi. And it was, (laughs) (laughs) and it was the finale episode. So I was like, need to watch. And then what happened is since it was like the end of the school year, my friends popped by to like take me somewhere and I was watching Degrassi I was like leave and then they turned the tv off during the graduation ceremony I was like I hate all of you I am going downstairs to go watch Degrassi get out of my house Jasper who would have thought now you're making a podcast for it (laughs) and you graduated on the same day as Eli oh my god what does that mean means whatever you think it means amazing that's a sign that I picked a good one (laughs) but that's crazy wow thanks for looking that up or remembering that I don't know (laughs) I don't know but yeah with that I they also kind of had the best graduation ever with the whole I mean I know you disagree about Fiona being valedictorian but the whole sing-along with time of my life was so cute 
Yes, I think that was adorable. I it made it more enjoyable for me, and it also it made sense because Mo was so silly. Like it ended everything on a positive note. I loved it. I hated when Drew did it, <laughs> but <laughs> this one was tolerable because it was at it was like a cute ending. Yes. So fun. Yeah. So this is our goodbye to Katie, Jake, Marisol, Mo, Fiona, Owen, uh, who, who, whoever he is. <laughs> well, is this technically our goodbye to everyone if we're not going to move on to season 13? Well, well, we'll get to season 13 eventually. Maybe just not soon. <laughs> Which is fair, because I feel like if we end here, it's on a better note with a fun song by Mo. Yes. <laughs> but we still got a wrap up season 12. Sorry. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we still got one episode left with Maya, Cam, Tristan, Zig, Tori. I think that's everyone. So you say Tristan? Did I forget him? I didn't even mean to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you might have said it. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> oh yeah, we have one left. Okay, sorry to jump ahead. I totally forgot. How could I forget about them? All right, that's going to be a big episode too. Yes. So I've had the time of my life, Bridget. <laughs> no. I, hope, I hope all of you listening have also had the time of your life listening to us. <laughs> but we will we will see you soon for our season 12 finale see you soon <laughs>